Well, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to season two of Self Mastery with Ariana. I am Ari, your host, coming to you from a small town in the beautiful state of Kentucky. If you are new to this podcast and you're just tuning in for the first time, I am a life coach and a healer. I am also a wife to an amazing human and a homeschooling mother to two beautiful souls who are now 11 and 9, Malachi and Michaela. So how have you been? How are you enjoying your summer? You know, we took advantage of the short break to catch up on so many projects that we had. We finally got our house painted and oh my goodness, it was such a big job. And and we have been putting it off for a long time because we knew that it was going to take so long. My husband has been off from work for the last three weeks. And so we took advantage of the time um, and we just got it done. We had to also tackle a few other projects related to our businesses and uh, I'm just glad that we're done with that and I'm, I'm excited to be back here with you all. So what are we talking about today? Well, I want to get into why you are unable to love unconditionally. So are you ready? We're going to be getting into some heavy stuff, heavy, but so, so good. So stay tuned, my loves. All right, my friends, so let's get right into it. Today, I want to share with you a perspective on love that may challenge you because sometimes we are so quick to say that we love someone unconditionally. Maybe it's our partner, our husband, our wife, our lover, our children, our our friends. Maybe it's extended family. And I believe that We mean well when we say, my love for you is unconditional. But the truth is that more often than not, what we so easily call unconditional love is merely this distorted view of love. And I say that because until we learn to love, to truly love and accept yourself, ourselves fully, and unconditionally, you really can't love someone else unconditionally. And what I mean is that if you have an issue loving yourself, fully loving yourself, fully accepting yourself, then what you think you are offering those in your life is not unconditional love. It is a watered-down version or a convenient version of it. Now, I know what some of you may be thinking as you're listening to this. How dare you, Ari? Of course I love my husband or my wife or my partner. Of course I love my kids. Of course I love my family. But I want to ask you this. I want you to sit with this thought for a moment. What happens when the people you love Okay, whether it's your partner, your children, your family, your friends, 
what happens when the people you love do not do what you want or do not do what you say? Again, whether it's your partner or your children or your friends. What happens to you internally when they do not meet your expectations? And we experience this every day, don't we? Someone disappoints us in some way or another. It's a regular occurrence. So you may not have to look far to bring up an example of this. You know, what happens is you start to create these thoughts. If they loved me, they would fill in the blank. Or how could she do that to me? Or if he was a good husband, he would, and then fill in the blank. And then pretty soon what happens is that these thoughts that we now start to create based on this person not having lived up to our expectations, these thoughts now create the feeling that we then call or identify as pain or anxiety or discomfort. And then we take it a step further and we say that they that they are the cause. These people, our husband, our wife, our partner, our children, they are the reason for the pain or the anxiety or the discomfort that we experience. When we say that it's because of them, we are putting the blame on them. When the truth is that we hurt ourselves because we were the ones that created the thought that caused the feeling of pain or disappointment or anger or rejection. You see, people can betray you. People can lie. People can do things to cause some discomfort, okay? People may gossip about you. But the truth is that no one, and I mean no one, has the power to hurt you emotionally. That's something that you do to yourself. No power to hurt emotionally. I want you to remember that. So never lie to yourself or give anyone the power by even uttering the words, you hurt me. Because that is not true. They didn't hurt you. You hurt you. And this is, I believe, what causes so much of the discomfort that we experience in our lives and in our relationships, whether they're romantic relationships, friendships, familial relationships, when you do not yourself, if everyone in your life, your children, your husband, your wife, your sister, was wonderful to you, and did everything exactly as you expected, if you don't love yourself, you will still be unhappy. And conversely, when you do love yourself, if no one was ever kind to you, if no one ever said any nice thing to you or did you expected of them, and yet you are able to love fiercely, you will always, always be happy. So, the point is that you really need to get to the to the point of not needing anything 
outside of you to feel love and to feel happy and to be happy. And this is so important because so many of us are walking around with what I call emotional illnesses. And we all know what it looks like. Anger, worry, stress, insecurity, there's jealousy, there's hurt, there's fear, there's self-doubt, there's anxiety. Oh my goodness, so much anxiety. These are all emotional illnesses that basically do not allow us to thrive in our relationships. Because when we are expressing these low vibrating emotions, like anger and jealousy and insecurity and anxiety, we are unable to express true unconditional love to others. And we are unable to express it and show it to ourselves, which is the most important thing because that's where it all starts. So just think about all of the people that you come into contact with daily. Think about the people you work with. Think about the people in your family. How many of them right now are struggling with emotional illnesses? These are the individuals that carry their own vibrations to work every day. And you are there in the middle of that collective anxiety or that collective anger or that collective stress. So, of course, it's going to have an effect on you. You are around these individuals for 8 to 10 hours every single day, sometimes even longer. So, Let's say, for example, your coworker, Ellen, shows up to work carrying around an energetic frequency of anger. Let's say anger has a frequency level of 10. Now you go into work feeling happy, feeling positive, feeling inspired, you are at an energetic level of 80. Now you're at work minding your own business, but you have to be around Ellen. And again, Ellen is angry maybe because she had a fight with her sister or maybe she had a disagreement with her husband that morning or her partner. Now you have one of two options. Because you have to be around Ellen. Either you allow yourself to be infected by Ellen's emotional illness and come down to her frequency. Or Ellen is going to feed off your energy and she is going to rise to your frequency. But... But the point is that if you don't focus on your emotional immune system on a daily basis, if you don't take time out to strengthen yourself mentally 
as well as emotionally. What will happen is that you will allow Ellen's energy to deplete yours. You see? And so now you reach home. You started your day at an 80, but now you are at a 10, just like Ellen was. And now you arrive at your home. And you are basically annoyed. You are mentally exhausted. You are frustrated. You are stressed out. And so you become short with your partner. You become impatient with your children. You barely have anything left emotionally to give to them. And we repeat this cycle five or six days a week. Oftentimes, the only reprieve being the weekend, two days, if that. So you see, it's not that relationships are complicated. The problem is that we are not nurturing ourselves. We are not strengthening ourselves mentally and emotionally on a daily basis to be able to deal with the challenges that our relationships present to us. So we find it very difficult to be able to manage simple situations in our lives. You know, I strongly believe that we do not have the luxury of saying that meditation and that self-care is not for me. And I hear this so often. I hear the, I am too busy, or I don't have the time, or I don't need it, I'm fine. Or my mind is just too busy to be still for 10 or 15 minutes. I've tried it. It just, it's, I can't do it. If we look around and see all of the emotional and even mental illnesses that we are collectively struggling with, okay, I would say that just based on what's going on around us, meditation and daily self-care is no longer a choice. It should no longer be a choice. It's a necessity. Because when everyone around you is emotionally sick, you have to. You must strengthen your emotional immune system in order to be able to be present, not only for ourselves, but for our children, for our partners, for our family, for our community, and and for the world. We need to develop self-love and daily habits of self-care 
in order to be able to encounter individuals who may be vibrating at lower emotional frequencies, just like Ellen in that example, and not be depleted. And that's what daily meditation allows us to do. That is what having a daily um, routine of of sacred practice allows us to do. It allows us to build that emotional muscle. It allows us to focus on our thinking and get our mindset right. It allows us to notice the destructive patterns in our negative thinking that pop up when we are faced with a challenging situation so that we can stop ourselves before our thoughts become feelings, which then drive our behavior. You see, it allows us to understand that people do not have the power over us to cause us to feel anything, that we do that ourselves with our thoughts. It allows us to understand that the only person that we can change on this planet is ourselves. And because we have this awareness, there is no need to try to control anyone else's actions in order to make ourselves feel good, in order to make ourselves feel worthy or feel loved, or feel significant. You will, by default, be able to accept, truly accept those around you as they are without trying to change who they are into your idea of what, let's say, a perfect husband should be like, or a perfect wife, or a daughter, or son, or a friend. We wouldn't feel the need to change anyone. You will no longer get frazzled by the behavior of others. You will be able to master the ability to create your own state of being within yourself by managing your thoughts. But in order to be able to do this, you first have to nurture yourself. You have to recharge yourself mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually every single day. How many of you can go a whole day without charging your phone. I bet not many of you go a few hours without becoming frantic and reaching for that cord. I know because I do it all the time. You probably get nervous when you start to see your phone's battery power turn red, right? (laughs) 
Well, we do this because we understand that we can't expect to use up all of the phone's energy without recharging it, right? It's just common sense. There's so much information at our fingertips with our phone. We have access to music. We can do research. We can talk with our friends and family. We can buy things. But the truth is that this device, this amazing device, is useless if it's not charged. So, obviously, if we want the benefits of being connected all of the time, we understand that we need, we have to take the time to plug it up to a charger. So, What I want to ask you is, do you value your cell phone more than you value yourself? Are you more faithful to the process of charging your phone up on a daily basis or on an hourly basis than you are to charging yourself up emotionally and mentally and even spiritually. You see, when we are emotionally depleted, what happens is our expectation will always be that others have to be this or that or do this or that for us to be able to feel whole or for us to be able to feel happy. If I am depleted, I will always need the world and everything in it to be my way. I'm going to need you to change. I'm going to need you to do what I say so that you can meet my expectations so that I can feel good, so that I can feel happy about myself. But if I am charged up, if I am emotionally healthy, I will be able to allow every single person in my life and every individual in the world that I come into contact with to be who they want to be without it affecting how I feel about myself. Why is that? Well, because I have taken full responsibility for myself. I am able to recognize that I am emotionally independent. I will not get affected or infected by your energy, by what you do or what you say, by what you don't do or what you don't say to me. You see? 
I must maintain my emotional independence even when others around me do what they do. But in order to get there, in order to get to that point, I have to nourish myself daily. You can't expect to eat fruit from your tree every single day. But then say you don't have time to water it or to nurture it. When you don't recharge your battery or when you don't nurture yourself, everything in life takes more effort and more energy. Everything is harder. Everything that doesn't go your way angers you, upsets you, makes you anxious, makes you sad, makes you feel rejected, makes you feel unworthy. You need to learn to value yourself more than you do your cell phone. 10, 15, 30 minutes each day in the morning and at night. Make it part of your survival routine. And yes, it's going to take effort. In the beginning, everything takes effort. It's like building a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And what you will notice is that after a few weeks, you are going to feel yourself functioning at a higher frequency than you ever have before. I believe that a relationship with yourself is the foundation to all relationships, to all human relationships. It just can't happen. You cannot, you can have relationships, but healthy functioning relationships cannot happen without cultivating one with yourself. And there are no shortcuts to this. This is the best gift that you can give your partner. You can give yourself, you can give your children, everyone in your life, really. That's you know, it's a bracelet or a car. Because the truth is that we can't give love to other people unless we have cultivated it for ourselves first. And that is the secret, my love. Only you can save yourself. So then the question is, are you willing to commit to truly loving yourself by taking care of your emotional immune system daily? Because only when you commit to doing so every single day will you be able to treat others around you unconditionally and to spread that type of love that others need, that the world needs, that unconditional love. But in order to be able to do it, you have to experience it within yourself. 
thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And please feel free to leave me your feedback or questions. And if you want to subscribe, email me at support at selfmasterywithariana.com. I will catch you on the next one. Have a good week.